What is going on, guys? Welcome back to another edition of the Locked On Panthers podcast. Bill Rossetti back with you guys here. It is Monday. I hope you guys had a good weekend. We are back to talk about the Panthers game. Which they won! Woo! Pretend I have, like, party favors or something. It's a celebration for only the second time since the middle of November. The Carolina Panthers have won a game. So, yay, I get to talk about a win for a change. It's actually... It actually feels nice to, to come in and talk about an NFL team winning. It's, it's never fun to constantly talk about losses and the wheels falling off and this, that, and the other thing. It's nice to finally get on here and talk to you guys because I'm sure you guys are obviously very excited. You haven't felt this too much lately. Hopefully this is a, a sign of things to come and a, a, a start of a good stretch. But the Carolina Panthers went into Arizona last night and defeated the Cardinals by a score of 38-20. to And what a performance it was. So the Carolina Panthers defeated the Arizona Cardinals 38-20. And the story, to me, was the defense. And if you remember... I talked a lot about, and it seemed, you know, fairly obvious. It seemed like something so simple. But I talked about how I, it was so important that the Panthers had to get pressure on Kyler Murray because early on it seems like Kyler Murray, you know, struggles a little bit or is still just getting used to throwing outside the pocket, at least on an NFL level. So I figured... If the Panthers can do that on kind of a consistent basis, get pressure on Kyler, flush him out of the pocket, force him to make throws he doesn't want to make, if they could do that on a consistent basis, they can win this football game because I really felt it was going to really slow down the uh, the Cardinals' offense and really get them out of rhythm. Well, they did that and then some. Uh, the Panthers' defense certainly came to play, especially that front seven, as a as Kyler Murray went down a whopping ten times on Sunday. That, to me, we'll, talk, we'll obviously talk about the offense and, and the excellent job that they did. But listen, to me, def- we all know defense wins championships. And this was a, a, you can argue it was a championship level, uh, championship level effort. Ten sacks on Kyler Murray. And it was a bit of a slow start for the Panthers, um, you know, in, in, on, on the defensive side of the ball. You know, Arizona was moving the ball pretty well, and, the, you know, they scored a couple times. But once the Panthers started to settle in, there was no stopping them. And it, it it's not like it was one player that dominated. Now, you know, Mario Addison, of course, led the way with three sacks. But, what, six different players all ended up with a sack. It was, it, it was really a thing of beauty. You know, it, it was just, just so fun to watch, really. Just how the Panthers just absolutely got after it. On, on defense, and, you know, again, after those first couple series, it really started to seem like the Panthers really settled in, and 
Kyler just seemed like he had nowhere to go. He was he was seemingly scrambling all all game long, and um, there there was just nowhere nowhere for him to go, and the Panthers were just all over him. It, it was just amazing, and just all, a lot of the plays that Carolina made. Uh, including, of course, a couple of interceptions, including a fantastic, fantastic interception by Dante Jackson. I mean, my goodness, the height that Dante Jackson got to go up and get that interception was just unbelievable. I mean, you, you watch it and, and you just see the play happen in real time. And it's just like, oh my gosh, how did he get this? Like, th- just unbelievable athleticism. And we knew that's what the Panthers were getting. J- just that excellent athleticism. We knew that coming in when Dante Jackson was drafted out of LSU. But even still, just something like that is just, my goodness, what a what a play he made. And, you know, so just overall, just an outstanding, outstanding performance by the Carolina Panthers again, including the uh, including the defense. Uh, two interceptions for Dante Jackson, and then uh, just a boatload of sacks. Ten total sacks for for the Panthers again, led by Mario Addison, who had three sacks. It was a, or, or excuse me, eight sacks. I'm sorry. I, I, I don't know why I was thinking the number ten for whatever reason, but eight sacks for Carolina. I, w- I wish it was ten. It would have been neat if it was ten, and probably could have been. Uh, but eight sacks for the Panthers on Sunday. Three by Mario Addison. Two by the rookie Christian Miller. Uh, was very impressed by him. And then. One sack each for Shaq Thompson, Eric Reed, and Brian Burns. So just a fantastic, fantastic performance by the Panthers. And great job by them getting the win. Obviously, I want to touch on the offense uh, real quick. But before we get into that, I want to take a moment to... Thank one of our great sponsors here at the network, as we always do, because we always have great people supporting us, so I always want to take a moment to shout them out. So today's Locked On Panthers podcast brought to you today by our friends at Vivid Seats. Make a memory that lasts a lifetime and let the Vivid Seats app help you get to your favorite live event. Enter promo code KICKOFF. At the checkout to receive a discount of up to $100. Because as we know, we all love a good night out. Going to our favorite concerts and whatnot. By the way, I had had a lot of fun at the Jason Aldean concert. I don't know if you guys are fans of country music. Or if you are fans of Jason Aldean. But he puts on one hell of a show. Just saying. But... um, just in terms of the concerts and all that, they're always a great time, and it's an even better time 
when you're able to save money, and you can do that with uh, Vivid Seats with their Vivid Seats Rewards Loyalty Program, as they have reward statuses ranging from MVP to Hall of Famer, and customers can earn from 10 to 16% credit on all their purchases through the app. And the nice thing is when you download the app and register, you are automatically registered for the rewards program. So you can get your credit started right away. So download the, the Vivid Seats app, get in that program, and start saving money today. Again, that's Vivid Seats. So just go to the App Store or Google Play, download the Vivid Seats app. Every purchase is backed by a 100% buyer guarantee. And our special offer for you, of course, is enter the promo code KICKOFF, K-I-C-K-O-F-F, KICKOFF, at the checkout to receive a discount of up to $100. And who doesn't want to save up to $100 on concert tickets or sporting events, whatever the case may be. Uh, so again, every purchase backed by 100% guarantee. So Vivid Seats stands by what they sell. So you can feel very comfortable buying with Vivid Seats. So download the app, join the Vivid Seats Rewards Loyalty Program today, and make a memory that lasts a lifetime, and let the Vivid Seats app help you get to your favorite live event. So we'd spent all that time talking about the defense, but... Obviously, we got to show some love to the offense as well. And this is the offense that we've been wanting to see all season long. That explosive offense that just spreads the ball and just attacks you from so many different ways. Whether it's DJ Moore, whether it's Curtis Samuel, whether it's Greg Olson, whether it's Christian McCaffrey. So many different strong options that can just knock a defense senseless. And that's exactly what happened here with the Carolina Panthers on Sunday. And it all starts kind of surprisingly, but pleasantly surprisingly for sure, with the quarterback, Kyle Allen. I mean, he did not look bad. You know, we knew Kyle Allen wasn't wasn't a terrible quarterback. We saw him come in, you know, week 17, well, week 16 really, uh, coming in for injury for uh, for Tyler Heineke and then starting week 17 and getting the win against the Saints. But you also figure, remember, the Panthers are basically out of the playoff race anyway, so they were just playing for pride at that point. Now Kyle Allen comes into a position where he's basically trying to save the Panthers' season. You know, he's trying to get them to avoid 0-3 because, remember, that's all I'd been talking about last week too was the Panthers lose this game and drop to 0-3, then all of a sudden 0-4 becomes a distinct possibility because of going to Houston next week, and all of a sudden now the season really starts to go off the rails. So this was a position where a backup quarterback comes in trying to get the season back on the right foot, and that's exactly what Kyle Allen did to the tune of 19... Of 26 for 261 yards and four touchdowns. So not a bad season debut and certainly produced well fantasy-wise if you're in a deep fantasy league that maybe starts a couple quarterbacks. 
But four touchdown passes for Kyle Allen. Two of them to Greg Olson, who wound up leading the team in receiving with 76 yards on six catches. And then one each for Curtis Samuel and DJ Moore. And how fantastic was that DJ Moore touchdown? Uh, first off, the throw is really good, too. The, the throw and the route run were both excellent. DJ Moore knew exactly when to cut off that dig route. Ends up right behind Tremaine Brock. Brock never even sees it coming because he has his back completely turned to DJ Moore. Allen gets it in there. And the next thing you know, DJ Moore just turns on the Jets and he's gone. He just blows by every Cardinal defender and races into the touch or races into the end zone for a touchdown. So it's 52 yards later. That I believe was the score that put Carolina up uh 14-10. Or if I go, yeah, 14-10 just before halftime. So talk about a momentum shift. Right before halftime, one one fell swoop, and the Cardinals go from up 10-7 to down 14-10, and it just felt like they weren't there in, in the second half. Even the touchdown to Curtis Samuel was really nice. Allen's scrambling. He's, he's kind of flushed out of the pocket, so he's kind of rolling to his right. Curtis Samuel loses his defender. He ends up being wide open in the corner of the end zone. Allen just... Throws it perfectly to Samuel. Hits him right in the numbers. Touchdown. Panthers get on the board. And then you had the two touchdowns to Greg Olson. Just, just a really good day for Kyle Allen. And then, oh, by the way, Christian McCaffrey goes for a 76-yard touchdown run in what amounted or what totaled to a 153-yard rushing day on 24 carries for Christian McCaffrey, and I mean, that run itself, too. McCaffrey's patient, lets his blocking set up, lets the holes open up, and then he just takes off. He just blows past everyone. Byron Murphy made a last gasp effort to dive at his feet and trip him up, but it was not to be. And McCaffrey is off to the races and gone. Just a total, complete... A complete game, really, for the, for the Panthers. Like I said, just attacking from all different angles. You had four touchdown passes from three receivers, and you had a 76-yard touchdown run, which, by the way, of course, was a, set a new franchise record for the Panthers. So congratulations to Christian McCaffrey for that effort. This is what we wanted. This is what we wanted the Panthers to be all season long, just that dynamic, explosive offense in in every aspect. And that's exactly what we got out of the Carolina Panthers on Sunday. 38-20 to 20 is the final. Now, I can hear the debate. I can hear everyone starting to chirp. Oh, Kyle Allen's better than Cam Newton. Let's just roll with Kyle Allen the rest of the season. Well... As nice as Kyle Allen played, we know this is still Cam Newton's team for now. And we know once Cam Newton gets healthy, um, he's going to go right back in there. And it sounds like there, you know, there were some reports that 
Cam Newton could be back in there as early as next week. So it wouldn't surprise me. They, I think it was Ian Rappaport who made the report saying Cam got better as the week went on last week. Um, so I, I would expect Cam Newton to be back out there uh, next Sunday against the Texans. Now, we at least can feel comfortable if something happens again to Cam Newton, Kyle Allen can step right in and and take over, and this offense looks like it's going to be fine because it doesn't really look like the offense was kind of simplified. Now, Kyle Allen, you know, it seemed it felt like it was more short throws, intermediate throws, nothing major, you know, not a lot of deep throws. But Allen, I thought, did a really nice job of, you know, controlling the offense, making safe throws, getting his receivers involved, putting the ball in spots where his receivers can get it and just allowing them to make the plays. So the Panthers feel good now about their backup quarterback situation. So again, if, if something happens, if Cam Newton gets banged up, then it's not going to be a huge worry. But for now, this is still Cam Newton's show. And we have to now see Cam Newton get right. We have to see him finally put these injuries behind them. Just let him rest that foot and then let him get back out there. Let's see what he can do at 100% if he can get to 100%. But now, but at this point, it's not a huge worry if the Panthers have to go to Kyle Allen. Allen showed that he can handle the offense well. And he can just go out there and just allow the rest of his playmakers to kind of do the work for him. Yes, you can make the argument it was the Arizona Cardinals who still have not won a game, but you're still on the road, you know, and it wasn't all peaches and cream. The The Cardinals offense, like I said, was moving on this Panthers defense early in the game. And... You know, the, the first drive for the Panthers on offense, Kyle Allen fumbles the ball in the red zone. So it took a while for this team to get settled in. But once they did, then they were really moving and it just seemed like there was no stopping the Panthers offense. So just got to get a b better start, you know, cut down on some of these mistakes. But overall, you really like what, what you saw out of the Panthers. Now, let's see if they can continue this momentum going forward, obviously, and again, you know, you're going on the road, out in the West Coast, first road trip of the season, that's always a tough, tough position, and the Panthers came out of it uh, outstandingly, now again, let's see if we can keep this momentum going, because another tough road trip next week, as they head to Houston to, uh, to take on the Texans, who had a really nice win themselves in Los Angeles over the Chargers on Sunday, so Another uh, another tough game coming for the Panthers, and you know we'll start looking ahead to it. Uh, again, hopefully we'll get the crossover Wednesday coming with the folks over at Locked On Texans. Looking forward to that. So another big week coming for the Panthers, but they get the win they needed, and they are now at one and two. And after we take a quick break and. Shout out a couple more of our friends. We'll take a look at 
how the rest of the NFC South did and kind of run through real quick the, the rest of the NFL action. And we'll go back to our friends over at the Draft Network. It was Jordan Reed's turn to share his mock draft show. We'll share his pick for the Panthers. That'll come up in a minute. But before we get into that, I want to remind you guys that today's episode is also brought to you by BlueChew.com, the place that brings you the first chewable with the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, so you know they will give you that increased performance and extra confidence in bed. You can take them anytime, day or night, and even on a full stomach. And since they're chewable, they work up to twice as fast as a pill, so you can be ready to go whenever that opportunity arises. Now, this isn't just for guys who can't perform. It's for any guy who wants extra function to enhance their performance in the bedroom. Bluetooth is prescribed online and shipped straight to your door in a discreet package, so no in-person doctor's visit, no waiting, no waiting in the pharmacy, and best of all, no more awkwardness. They're made in the USA, and since Bluetooth prepares and ships direct, they are cheaper than a pharmacy. So right now we've got a special deal for you listeners. Visit BlueChew.com and get your first shipment for free when using our special promo code Locked On. Just pay $5 in shipping. Again, that's B-L-U-E-C-H-E-W.com. Promo code Locked On to try it for free. BlueChew is the better, cheaper, faster choice. And we thank them for sponsoring the podcast. So, running through the rest of the NFC South first, before we get to the rest of the NFC East, the Atlanta Falcons went into Indianapolis and fell short despite 300 yards and three touchdowns by Matt Ryan. The Falcons lose to the Colts 27 to 24. The Falcons now sit at 1 and 2. The Buccaneers, what a rough finish for them after beating the Panthers in week 2. They thought they were in good shape. They're trying to hold the Giants up 31-25 and then Danny Dimes, Daniel Jones breaks the heart of Buccaneers fans by racing in for a the go-ahead touchdown. From seven yards out up the middle, Giants went up 32-31, and then Matt Gay misses a 34-yard touchdown that would have won the game. The Giants get the win over the Bucks in Daniel Jones' first start, where he throws for 336 yards. Giants win it 32-31, dropping the Buccaneers to 1-2. and And the Saints... Without Drew Brees, Teddy Bridgewater goes in, gets the start. He only throws 177 yards and two touchdowns, but it was more than enough as the Saints hold off Russell Wilson's 406 yards, despite a lot of that being in garbage time. Saints go into Seattle and beat the Seahawks 33-27 and... The game was not as close. Remember, the, the, the Saint or the Seahawks were scoring a bunch of garbage time touchdowns. The Saints were up 33-14 at 
early in the fourth quarter, actually late in the fourth quarter, about four and a half to play, and then the Seahawks scored two garbage time touchdowns. So really the game wasn't as close as the final would indicate. The big thing there, too, for the Saints is this was the first time under Pete Carroll's watch in Seattle that the Seahawks lost at home in the month of September. So, impressive win for the Saints. They are now at 2-1 and one and sitting atop the NFC South. And then a quick run through of the rest of the scores from Sunday. The Lions beat the Eagles 27-24. Lions technically undefeated still at 2-0-1. Buffalo legit undefeated 3-0. Now, yeah, we can't say the Lions aren't legitimately undefeated. They are still technically undefeated. But the Bills are 3-0 beating the Bengals 21-17. Dallas, no surprise, beats Miami 31-6. Green Bay over Denver 27-16. Kansas City and Pat Mahomes beat Lamar Jackson and the Ravens 33-28. It was Minnesota 34, Oakland 14. Patriots easily beat the Jets 30-14. And we said Houston over the Chargers 27-20. The Niners... Go to 3-0, sending the Steelers to 0-3, 24-20. And on Sunday Night Football, it was the Rams 20, Browns 13. And then tonight, of course, it is the Bears taking on the Redskins. Early look at the NFC South games in Week 4. The Panthers, of course, on the road against the Texans. The Falcons are at home against the Titans. The Buccaneers are out in L.A. to take on the Rams. And the Saints will be featured on Sunday Night Football as they take on the Dallas Cowboys. So that's a run of how the NFC South stands after three weeks. And um, a little fantasy note for you guys, too. If you guys, uh, just a quick note, the bye weeks do start next week. So if you have players from the 49ers, or the Jets, just be wary that they those teams are off next week. So if you have those players, make sure they are out of your lineup. One last thing to do before we get out of here, and that, of course, is Mock Draft Monday. And as always now, like we started last week, we head to the Draft Network. And check out our buddies over there and who they have the Panthers taking. This week, it was Jordan Reed posting his first mock draft. And scrolling through, he set his draft order based on the Vegas Super Bowl odds prior to week three. So it may not may not reflect the, uh, the actual record standings. Uh, but nonetheless, that's how he set his draft. And the Panthers ended up with the number 10 pick in Jordan Reed's draft. And similar school, similar player, but, you know, different position. Last week, remember, we had Kyle Krabs with his mock draft. The Panthers had the fifth pick, and they got Grant Delpit, the safety out of LSU. This time, Jordan Reed at number 10. 
gives the Panthers Christian Fulton the cornerback out of LSU. And like we talked about last week with uh, with Grant Delpit, you know, a lot of good second secondary options. Uh, Fulton being another one. Uh, Jordan Reed writes on the pick. He says, "Quote: One of the more disappointing starts of the season has been the Panthers." Cam Newton is clearly not healthy as he sat out against the Cardinals while nursing a foot sprain and still coming off of a second consecutive offseason shoulder surgery. While the offense needs to make strides, the defense has left a lot to be desired as well. The secondary has been carved apart during the early stages of the year and lacks promising long-term pieces. Dante Jackson has shown promise, but his consistency has remained a question mark. With James Bradbury scheduled to become an unrestricted free agent following the season, there's a need for secondary help. The Panthers have taken a liking to LSU defensive backs and adds Fulton to the list. Already adding to the DBU moniker, Fulton has flashed the potential of being a lockdown corner. Locating the ball in flight and playing it out of the air remains his biggest flaw. And listen, we Fulton's probably going to be a guy that we talk about quite a bit here, especially after the season in the run-up to the draft, because the secondary help is pretty clear for the Panthers. In fact, those are the his, uh, his top two positions of need that Jordan has listed for the Panthers, cornerback, safety, and linebacker. So there's no doubt they need to keep improving this defense. So getting a, a strong defensive back, a strong corner like Fulton, would be a big boost to this uh, to this Panthers defense. Last week again, we we talked about Grant Delpit. The question, the question there really is, are the Panthers going to be high enough in the draft, or are they going to be able to get high enough in the draft to get Delpit if they want him, or if they're in kind of this middle of the middle of the round position? That could be a position for Christian Fulton. Or again, we talked about some of the other cornerbacks like um, like Bryce Hall out of Virginia or Adebo out of Stanford. There's going to be a lot of good options, I think, in the secondary for the Panthers in this position. But uh, that's, that's at least this week's mock draft from the Draft Network. Christian Fulton, the defensive back out of LSU, to the Panthers at number 10 in Jordan Reed's first mock draft. So that'll do it for this edition of the Locked On Panthers podcast. want to thank you guys, as always, for sticking and staying with me for what's been about half an hour. Really do appreciate it. And again, really, really fun to actually sit here and talk about a win for a change with the Panthers. So... 38 to 20, the final. Panthers now 1 and 2. So enjoy the win and let's start getting ready for the Texans and see if the Panthers can make it two in a row and get back to 500 at 2 and 2. With that, I'm out of here. Thanks for listening. Keep it locked here on LOP and until next time, take care my friends. We'll see you soon.